Thank you, Jacob and musicians. And thank you, Todd, for calling me to come and to speak today on BGCT Day. There's nothing really I would rather do but to talk about Texas Baptists. But have you ever wondered what might have been? What would have happened had you deliberately not answered an important call? Maybe even you looked at caller ID or checked the number on your phone and said no. I have. In the book of Esther, King Xerxes displays his great wealth for six months before celebrating with a seven-day banquet. Proud of his beautiful Queen Vashti, he called. It was like one of those calls that maybe you received as a child, and I certainly did. One of those, you better come here or there will be consequences. And there were. But Vashti refused to answer the call of her husband, the king. There were consequences. That call wasn't all. It was everything. And her world changed. What if she had answered? Who would have saved the Jews from the evil Haman? But what ifs are not what ours? That call 23 years ago as the Baylor Library's Acquisitions and Collection Development Librarian, I answered like the librarian in Esther 6, who responded to Xerxes in the middle of the night that the book of the Chronicles, the record of the rain, be brought in and read to him. Only my call wasn't in the middle of the night. Could I meet with the Dean of Libraries and the soon-to-be-named Dean of Truett Theological Seminary to discuss library resources? I knew Baylor had reserved the name the year before, organized trustees, and planned to offer theology and pastoral duties courses for the first time since 1908 when Baylor separated from Baylor Theological Seminary, founded by B.H. Carroll in the university's Bible department. Incidentally, George Truitt noted that non-ministerial students, including young women, were especially welcome in the Bible classes. Later in 1925, the Baptist General Convention of Texas willingly passed control of what had become Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth to the Southern Baptist Convention. Once again, in 1991, the convention and Baylor found themselves called to theological education with Truett. There at a quiet table in the elite cafe, before many of you took your first breaths, your future call intersected with mine and the convention that founded, nurtured, and supported Baylor. For God has called you into what Baptists once termed special service, and I do believe your calling and your preparation at Truett is special indeed. Like you, but unlike Vashti, Esther responded to the call to Xerxes' court with acceptance. We don't know much about her actual call, whether the beautiful virgin volunteered or was pushed by Mordecai and the Jewish community 
are drafted. But we do know she spent a year preparing and learning to serve her master and king. Twelve months of beauty treatments, I envy. Six with myrrh and six with perfumes and cosmetics. There were undoubtedly lessons about history, manners, and court practices. The Bible doesn't say that Esther was overwhelmed, but how could she not have been? An orphaned Jewish girl living under her guardian cousin Mordecai in Susa, a royal city of the Persian Empire, moving into an uncertain future, but a future certain in God's hands. You too have responded to God's call, whether volunteered, pushed, or drafted. Like George Truitt, when First Baptist Church of Wainwright, White Wright, called the would-be law student to ministry and voted to ordain him, not at his request. Your call for now involves preparing, learning, and practicing, though for longer than Esther's year. You are also involved in ministry and missions, and for some of you, a job and family. Perhaps some days you feel overwhelmed with your place. Like Esther, you have been called, but that call isn't all. It is everything. And once prepared, you will be chosen for a special task, just as she was chosen queen. I've often felt overwhelmed this year with my call to serve as the elected president of the Baptist General Convention of Texas, though I'm quite certain God didn't call me to put on one black shoe and an identical identical brown one when I rose early one morning to drive to San Antonio to speak for the Baptist University of the Americas Women in Leadership Chapel. And yes, I did check my shoes this morning. I'm wearing one of the ones I wore that day. I didn't realize my mistake until I walked up the stage steps. No one mentioned it after chapel, and quite frankly, I've not confessed until today. My CPA, MBA husband, John, and I have discussed my call many times during our nearly 42-year marriage, but especially since I was volunteered, pushed, drafted, for nomination as second vice president and then first vice president and finally president of Texas Baptist. Sometimes I think God talks to John before he talks to me. Like Mordecai counseled, encouraged, and clarified Esther's call. Perhaps if you're especially blessed, God puts a Mordecai or a John in your life. As I practiced for today, John commented that God prepared and called me from birth or before. We agreed that, like Esther, I was an unlikely candidate. A female from a smaller-than-average First Baptist Church in the Class A football non-powerhouse, county seat town of El Dorado in West Texas. But my husband pointed out that my family's history intertwined with Texas Baptist history. Parents and grandparents who attended Texas Baptist universities and insisted that I graduate from one, too. A paternal great-grandmother who studied at Baylor in Independence. And maternal great-grandmothers who served tirelessly in early Texas Baptist churches, one even as a deaconess. 
but without Texas Baptist first missionary, circuit riding preacher L.R. Milliken, I would not be here today. For he won my great-grandfather, pioneer rancher Crawford Mitchell, to Christ when he rode into a prayer meeting while searching for stray cattle. All those Baptist women in my family and in my church were active in Women's Missionary Union and saw to it that I was as well, as if I had a choice. In WMU and at Baylor, I gained leadership skills and a missions heart. More than that, I heard God's call to serve as a layperson in my home state clearly one Sunday afternoon while a BGCT summer missionary teaching vacation Bible schools throughout Texas. But that call wasn't all. It continues today. That great-grandfather converted under a tree helped establish Paisana Baptist Encampment with Millican, George Truitt, and others. Our family still attends. At Paisano, I met and was spiritually led and fed and encouraged by mentors, preachers, and Bible study teachers. Levi Price, Dwayne Brooks, Dennis Wiles, Todd Still, Hewlett Glower, and a host of others. In fact, Levi Price nominated me for second vice president of the convention in 2012, and Dwayne Brooks for president. Being Texas Baptist's second female president since its formation in 1848 with consolidation in 1886 and the first lay president in 50 years has been unique. Shortly after taking office, a little girl told me she hoped I would enjoy living in the Baptist building in Dallas. Not only did we not move to Dallas for the one-year unpaid volunteer position, but we saw the Baptist building. Later, I couldn't help but chuckle at the funeral of a 91-year-old retired missionary to Japan. I signed the book and slipped into a pew. Settling in the inn, the woman next to me turned to the woman on her other side and whispered, I understand the president of BGCT is here. Do you know where he is? Had John been there, he would have told her. Like Esther, unlikely. Like Esther called. Like Esther, sometimes alone. Like Esther, needing others to accomplish God's task as when Mordecai calls Esther to intercede for her people. He says, who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. But we sometimes forget that in that moment, Esther emerges as the leader, the one calling. She instructs Mordecai, go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and pray and fast for me. I and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. Esther's call became a larger our call as she involved her people. Your call and my call converge and merge into our call as the people of God, his church. For me and for you, that call involves the Baptist General Convention of Texas through the Ministerial Financial Assistance Program. 
that provides a tuition reduction of $100 to $150 for each credit hour you take for students studying in a Masters of Divinity program for pastoral ministry, youth ministry, missions, chaplaincy, and more. In 2014-15, that amounted to nearly $1,400,000, more than 900000 of that for Truett students. In this post-denominational age, some wonder why we need conventions. Members of affiliated churches often don't know or understand the connection or value. During Baylor homecoming, I met two children of alumni friends. Their dad pastors a relatively large Texas church, so their mom introduced me as president of the Baptist General Convention of Texas. They were not impressed. The high school junior asked, what's that? We're not part of that, are we? The much wiser college freshman corrected, yes, but I didn't know we were Baptist until I asked mom our denomination for my SAT questionnaire. Their mother embarrassingly explained, we're one of those churches that doesn't have Baptist in our name, but we're part of the BGCT and participate in and help fund Texas Baptist Ministries. As we talked, I learned her daughters had served in those ministries. Like the early Texans who founded the convention, I still believe we can do more together with 2,154,473 members in now 5,333 congregations than separately, even our largest churches in a state filled with darkness. Some 44% of Texans profess no faith of any kind, with faith defined as not only Christianity, but Islam, Hinduism, and others. The unchurched population of our state stands at 12 million. And even though the BGCT sees one new congregation started every three days, the number of unchurched lost in our state increases by 450 every single day. We don't have to do things the way we did in 1886 or even 2006. We shouldn't. We can't. We won't. But we do need to answer God's call individually and collectively. BGCT ministries and initiatives include literacy, poverty, hunger, refugees, prayer, child, family, and elder care, missions, education, church services, and a host of others a single congregation cannot do. Through the Christian Life Commission and advocacy, Texas Baptists work with other groups to secure passage of Senate Bill 2065, the Pastor Protection Act, that protects churches and pastors from lawsuits for refusing to participate in any kind of marriage ceremony that separates them from the fundamental principles of their faith. Project Isaac represents immigration clients and has not lost a single case involving family-based visas or citizenship. The employees and volunteers win people to Christ, including one Muslim woman. Next week, the annual meeting offering will help fund Syrian refugee relief. 
Partnering with Lebanese Baptist churches, we will provide blankets, mattresses, and heaters to help winterize the refugees' flimsy canvas tents. Last year, Texas Baptist healthcare institutions treated more than 9.6 million outpatients and nearly 320,000 patients who were admitted to hospitals. BGCT funds their chaplains who made more than 375,000 visits, conducted 2,700 worship services, and most importantly, led 350 individuals to Christ. The convention endorses 840 chaplains for pastoral care and crisis response. One of those chaplains ministered to our son-in-law, Kevin, as Texas Baptists mobilized in the aftermath of the 2013 West Explosion. He and our daughter, Holly, lived just 75 yards across the railroad tracks from the fertilizer plant. Not only did they lose their home, Kevin, an RN paramedic EMT, lost 11 friends, first responders with whom he worked, and he would have been one of them had he been on duty that evening. But BGCT doesn't just come for a few days of disaster relief. Disaster recovery continues until homes and lives rebuild. Already this year, disaster recovery mobilized more than 1,500 volunteers from 198 churches and worked nearly 28,000 hours from the tornado in Van to feeding in Sierra Leone to floods in San Marcos and Wimberley to continuing work in Haiti and Japan. These past few weeks, we have assessed and responded in the wake of floods and tornadoes. Baptist Student Ministry, formerly BSU, touched 143,000 students last year with 382 professions of faith and almost 6,400 students engaged in local and global missions. Texas A&M Kingsville student Israel, better known as Izzy Mendez, wasn't interested in God, so he certainly didn't want to be a part of BSM. But invitations kept coming for free lunches. On an especially hungry day, he relented. That free lunch grew into God's free gift of salvation and a calling and commission to serve on the Baptist student ministry staff. Texas Baptists train and support church and mission vacation Bible schools where for every 23 children enrolled, one publicly follows Jesus about 17,500 in 2014, with another 1,600 children feeling God's call to church-related vocations. Texas Baptist-affiliated camps saw 8,000 salvations and 1,400 responses to Christian service. Convention staff worked with 475 churches in music and worship ministry alone, visited 5,384 churches. Yes, that means at least 51 of them had somebody in twice. They connected congregations with ways to meet needs, building an architecture, counseling services for ministers, cross-cultural training and experiences for specific language groups and cultures. One of my favorite stories of Texas Baptists working together belongs to a drug-addicted ex-convict. Several years ago, April Barr snuck into Green Acres Baptist Church in Tyler 
during worship service, hoping to be invisible. She didn't succeed. Instead, church members found her and loved her back into the family. She planted her life volunteering and then working at the Tyler Christian Women's Job Corps until she heard God say, it's time to go home. That's the last place she wanted to be, but she obeyed. With courage gained from participation in another Texas Baptist ministry, Latina Leadership Initiative, she began Christian Women's Job Corps in her hometown of Pecos, the place she left in disgrace. God's call continues for us as it continued for Esther. Even though King Xerxes heard Esther's plea to save her people, that call wasn't all. There was much to do. She and Mordecai called the Jews to celebrate, prepare, stand against their enemies, and remember, whether scattered or together, pouring, when Esther and her people got the upper hand. That call to charter Baylor in 1845 and establish the Baptist General Convention of Texas in 1886 wasn't all. There was much to do. There still is. That call to begin Truett Theological Seminary in 1990 and 1991 wasn't all. There was much to do. There still is. Countless people in our state, our nation, and our world grope in spiritual darkness. There's a place for me and for you and for our churches and the Baptist General Convention of Texas as we minister and witness together. God calls us from morning's first light through evening's last shadow. He calls us yesterday, today, and every day. For who knows but that we have come to his kingdom for such a time as this. No, the call isn't all. It's everything.